Hey, and everyone, we are live. Welcome to the Fresher and Parlance show, episode number 18. I'm Fresher. I'm Parlance. So, it's uh, getting up there. I think this is uh, week 18. Yeah, so we our show could vote. We are. This is almost half a year's worth. I mean, I think that considering we missed a couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, almost six months. 21. 21 episodes we would be at if we didn't miss the three weeks. Yeah, that's, it's, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's getting done. It's getting done. And not getting better, but it's getting yeah. done. Yeah. Well, my, I was talking to my friend, and, like, he was saying that our show is 100% better than all the shows of people that didn't do it. Any show that someone had an idea, like, oh, I should make a show about that, and then they didn't do it, ours is 100% better because we did. That's Well, that's, I guess that's true, but <laughs> I guess... If they have zero, there's no. You can't ever have zero as the denominator, right? So, I know. Yeah, I mean, they had an awesome idea for a show, but they didn't do it. Good point. So we beat them, right. no matter how good our show is. Well, what's great is is that this wasn't. It wasn't an awesome idea for a show. So we're by de facto, they may have an awesome idea for a show. Ours was just a average idea for a show, and we're beating that. Not yeah, by like a hundred percent. Yeah. Good point. Good point, friend. Yeah, I think that's a. It's an important point. We're doing something. Ooh, doing it. So welcome Babies everywhere. <laughs> so apparently, you you're just literally you walk out of a bar straight into the show. Yeah, well, I mean, I had to get a taxi here, but yeah, but I mean, so you had like a 15 minute sober sobering up period. Well, I only had like two drinks. You very well maybe get drunk like 10 more in 10 more minutes because you chugged your last drink. <laughs> I didn't even get another drink towards the end. My because my friend was uh. Kind of, they were like an hour late or something. They were getting a psychic reading, and I wanted to hear about it. And? It's, it sounds like they, like, as I suspected, it's like not so much question asking, but them telling, like, just a story, and then, like, it's like, wow, that is totally my life. And then, you know, they give a couple hints for, I don't know, it's pretty much what I would expect. But it also apparently was more of an astrology thing. So that's kind of what that's all about, too. I've never had I've never had my fortune read outside of opening up a cookie. Yeah, me either. I would like I'm not against it. I guess I'm not like super anti that it's totally it's a hoax or something. Even though like most likely is, I feel like it's possible that it's something. But also I also the main point is it's like gambling. I was making the analogy that it's like designed to hit all of like your human. Uh, like, inefficiencies or whatever. Like, you can just, like, trigger those things, like, really easily. Like, with gambling, it's, like, the whole rewards thing. Like, you give them one win, and then, like, you get a bunch of losses, but they don't care because the one win was so good. Okay. And it just makes you feel good. Hold up. I'm having a hold-up moment. Oh, my gosh. This is my new sound effect for hold-up moments. That's not really a hold-up moment. Oh, well, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I also wonder with the sound effects. <laughs> so here's like, my hold-up moment. You fully believe, like 85%, that flight MH370, the Malaysian airline flight, is yes. went into the ether. But you are like 85% against that. The astrology reading is bogus. No, I. The, I said that I'm not saying it's completely bogus. I just don't think it's probably likely. So you're saying greater than 50% someone reading your astrology... I believe more that the Malaysian flight is in some sort of last situation than I do at the average uh, 
um, fortune teller. I... But my point is, I feel like there could be a fortune teller who is really good at it, and but like the majority of them, you know what I mean? The flight is only one flight. I'm not saying every flight that's gone missing is doing this thing. It's like a numbers thing, you know what I mean? The chance of one having this power, I think, is way greater than like the whole industry having the power. Well, then you're, what you're saying is that there's someone out there that's for real. Yeah, I mean, the, the likelihood of that is pretty high. Have I you guess. ever... Have you ever still, I'd say it's the same amount as the, the flight being a lost situation. Have you ever seen the movie Unbreakable? I have. So, I thought that was a pretty good movie. I like the, the Mr. Glass. That's, M, that's like... I, would, I, I think, think my that, favorite part... What? I think that's M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong's like, last great movie. <laughs> Wait, what, what about the, um, there was the main one, the, the millionaire or whatever. What one? The one in India. That wasn't him. No? In, no, just because he's Indian doesn't mean he directs every Indian movie. No, but I thought that was his main one because there's like the switch up or whatever or something. No. He's he, all about the switch ups, right? No, he directed, like, not that movie. He select, directed Sixth Sense and Signs and the Mermaid in the Water or the Lady oh, yes. in the Water and... The Village, oh, and Avatar, The Last Airbender, which was, like, could be the worst movie of really? the last five years. Yeah. I think the worst movie that people tell me that I was a fan of is the uh, Dragon Ball movie. Haven't seen that. Is that action or anime? Live it's action? Uh, action. Live action. There's a live action Dragon Ball movie? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, it's a, I'm a fan of it. Also, people don't like the Speed Racer movie. I think we've talked about this, but I am a fan of the Speed Racer movie. I'm a this guy loves the I know, Speed right? Racer movie. Love that. People movie. hated that movie though, but I think it was awesome. I saw. I think I saw it in 3D. Maybe. Me too. I, I have it in 3D. You have a lot of 3D movies, it seems. Yeah, I try. I mean, I have a 3D projector. I wanted to try to get some movies. What 3D movies do you own? I don't even remember. I got all of the. Uh, um, what are those called? Like the ones that they play at the IMAX and stuff. Oh, like volcanoes of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, like, or like the space station ones and stuff. Mars, like a journey. Mars, a journey. <laughs> <laughs> you need to bust out more voices, I keep saying. That one is only a half-assed voice. Atlantis, a mystery unraveled. Sorry, that's the, those are all, in my mind, those are, those are all IMAX movies. Those could be all... I could go to the Natural History Museum now, and I wouldn't be surprised if I saw all any of those that I just shouted out as it being played at like 2:30 on a Tuesday. Like, I'm pretty sure they all play at 2:30 on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's the prime. That's prime IMAX experience time right there, Tuesday at 2:30. And it's mostly elementary school children. Yeah, or like derelicts. Derelicts can't afford those movies. Uh, uh you know, like our Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Remember Mitch Gray? Triple Mitch? Yeah, Mitch might be there, taking a day off, just picking up... He's already seen everything in the regular theater. He's like, eh, I'll just... I've got to step it up to IMAX. He's like, I'm going to check out Mysteries of the Deep. Sounds interesting. What's deep? (laughs) Mysteries of the Deep. (laughs) That is a movie that you'd probably go to, Mysteries of the Deep, it sounds also like you could find that at a porn theater. That's what I'm getting at. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) So speaking of porn... No, not speaking of porn... Um, uh, how was your week? Golf ball sized. <laughs> Golf ball sized porn. How was my weekend? Yeah. Pretty good. It was Cinco de Mayo. 
and stuff. Yeah, so I my I had one joke about Cinco de Mayo, and I just I gave up. I gave up on it. It was a terrible joke, so I won't even repeat it here. <laughs> but there was a joke. That's what's important. Yeah. That's my execution. That's yeah. It was this joke about Cinco de Mayo. It was great. Well, it was actually it had to do with mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Well, just mayo. Just the fifth of mayo. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take I'll take this sandwich with the fifth of mayo. Yeah, exactly. Also, it was the the you know um, May the fourth be with you. That's pretty good. That should be the you know saying of it. I want to know how to say that in Spanish. Uh, Mayo de Forto. <laughs> I don't know. Cuatro? Or, no, what, you just say straight up English. Mayo, sing- Mayo de Forto Force. I forget, I forget uh, what, what fourth is. Like It's like primero, segundo, tercero, cuatero? I have no idea. Don't quote that. That's terrible. If there's a Spanish listener ever, they'll be like, that asshole. <laughs> are they, are they, do they show up as a number on our show right now? Uh no, we we have not no uno. Not there was one. No, not one. Not even not, uno. Non uno or whatever. What's not? No no, I don't know. No. It's no. El no. I don't know. Um I but, always mixed up uh Cinco de Mayo and um Mardi Gras. I mean just in saying them. But yeah, I guess Mardi Gras is French. Well, Mardi Gras is, it has to do I with I mean the words are French. Yeah, but it's it's like rooted in Catholicism. Really? Yeah, it's like the last day before Lent, right? The last you celebrate you Fat Tuesday is the Tuesday before the Wednesday. When oh Lent, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. When Lent starts, right? So then you just go in and you give up your shit and don't eat meat on Fridays or whatever the hell you do. I don't know. Party. Woo-hoo. Yeah, beans. my, my mom. My mom. When my mom watches this, if she ever watches it, she'll be like, "I raised you Catholic, and you don't even know." So I was reading about the origins. I had a brief or a kind of idea about um, saying bless you when you sneeze, which I'm kind of against. I'm against it too, but I have nothing better to say. Like, sorry. I mean, I just don't say anything, and I, like, don't acknowledge it when people say it to me. But, like, you know, it's not like I'm going to be like, please don't say that to me. Like, it's not, like, a big deal. It's just I think it's kind of annoying that it's, a, it's like, a thing that everyone does and they feel like they need to do. You should but be like, apparently, go ahead. It was because of the bubonic plague in Catholicism. They made it like a rule, like one of the popes, that every time someone sneezes, you have to, like everyone around them should bless the area and so they don't catch the thing because they thought that was a precursor. Um, next time someone says bless you, you should come up with the response. Bless me? Bless you! Or something like that. I feel like they did that on Seinfeld. Oh, really? I don't know, but it sounds like a Seinfeld type thing. I'll show you blessed. <laughs> no, but I mean, it doesn't matter. I just think it's kind of annoying. That's why some people say, like, Gesundheit or whatever the yeah, hell that is. That means yeah. good health. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Speaking of sneezing, this morning, so my allergies have been absolutely bonkers. Um, this morning, I was in the far left lane. I needed to cross three lanes to get over the far right lane, and it was kind of like within traffic, like there was stopped traffic. And as I was about to turn into the first lane, I had a sneezing attack, an allergy sneezing attack. <laughs> That's the worst. I, I, so they're like, the, I was just sneezing, and I'm like making the turn, and it was there was stopped traffic, like right in front of me. 
So there's two things you can't do in this situation. One, you can't sneeze with your eyes open. And two, you can't change lanes with your eyes closed. So I was pretty much just... I just... It was basically like you were texting and driving, only it was sneezes. Yeah, pretty much. I was, I was, yeah, I was just, yeah. It was so bad, I think, I, I, I literally, I actually, the first lane one I did blind, pretty much blindfolded, which was the most risky one, because I opened my eyes after the sneeze, and I'm like, oh shit, I had to like hit the brake, because the car was right there in front of me. (laughs) That's super scary. Yeah, and I was like, choof, 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 (laughs) driving, like, choof. And I like how it's shaking your camera with you. That's your, how it was in my car. That's how it was in my car. It was literally the car was shaking. But anyway, I, I safely made it across and got into the lanes. But it was for a, for a split second after that first lane change, there was it was almost near death because of yeah. my allergens. Um, speaking of other afflictions, I was formally diagnosed with a bacteria. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Total bummer. So I don't Literally. know. Yeah. So people Bum. people don't even know about it. But two episodes ago, um, which by the way, my father proclaimed as the worst episode to date. Really? No way. Why? <laughs> That's awesome. And he's watched them all. I'm glad that we have a worst. Actually, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> he well, he apparently he's like Peter. I brought some friends over. We were watching some of your shows. Yeah. And he <laughs> he said to me, the one about Vietnam, not so good. It wasn't very good. And most people don't know this. In the middle of that show, my bacteria went was a- acting up. And I literally... interaction or about, whatever. About a bacterial poop. And uh, pooping. And I had... I literally... It was an emergency. It was at 30 minutes in. I think I... T- I don't know if I texted yeah, you. You messaged me like, oh man, I gotta go really bad. <laughs> It was, I was, you couldn't see because I'm black and white. There was sweat just like dripping down my <laughs> it's face. It's a benefit to the black and white. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I don't have to powder, you know, before the show. I know. It's, it's, that's like half my time powdering. I know. You, the, whole, writing, you know? the whole cab ride home, you were just powdering your face. Yeah, I mean, that's, when I thought maybe I wouldn't make it, I was like, oh, but my powder. <laughs> you compromise. <laughs> so, the bacteria I have is this. Campy, Campylobacteria jejuni. So don't look it up, because it'll just make you upset. You know, people get upset about it. Yeah, I can't even read it. Yeah, well, I mean, the bottom line is, is that I have had a prolonged uh, infection, so I'm now on a Z-pack to get rid of it, to blow it out. So hopefully... Rough, rough. It's only three days. I thought I had to take the pill six days, but there was some confusion. Three days, and it should be gone. That's pretty good. I mean, those uh, antibacterials are pretty amazing. Yeah, so, so apparently this is like the only antibiotic left that works on this thing. It's uh, mutating? Yeah, it's mutating. This is the last one. So I could be the guy, the last guy. Hopefully I'm not the first guy that this one doesn't work on. <laughs> but I know, you could be the carrier of the super strain. The carrier of the super... Uh, every day, so I feel like, you ever watch those super strains... Like I've read so many post-apocalyptic books, right? And I watch so many. I've watched, I've read, and watched so many shows about like the onset of the virus that wipes out humanity. You know? Yeah. Every, every once in a while, like I see a story about like that MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or um, oh MERS, yeah, yeah. There's another one uh, that someone was just diagnosed in 
oh crap, in Chicago, I think, and I forget the name of it. And I'm like, that could be that. That's case one. That's it. Like that's it. This this is one case, and that's going to be the end of it. I know. And, you know, and I'm like, in all of those books, they all the, the government always like suppresses the information. You know, like yeah, they, they don't want it to like be, you know, panic. Right. So I'm always thinking like that one weird blogger who gets the story right, and they're right, and then the world ends. Um, so I'm, I always see those things, and I'm like, could this be it? Could this be it? This could be I it. saw a disturbing article about a new STD that uh, apparently it's a virus that goes to your brain also, and so it makes you extra horny, so you get with more people, but then it totally turns your insides purple and you die. Oh my god. But it's in, I guess, uh, crickets. Oh, when I read oh. the story more. It's not, it's not a human... It's not in people. Because the, the, the title got me and I was like, wait, what? But apparently it's the first um, virus that like affects like the you know, like the so it makes it takes over your brain to make you spread it more. Almost sounds like a parasite than a virus. No, it was a virus though. So you know what's interesting? It sounds like the, you ever see that episode of Smurfs when they bite each other's tail and they turn purple? What? No. Oh. What? They they have tails. All right. Is this is this going to be our first segment? Parlance teaches fresher about the world. There's of Smurfs. Of Smurfs. There was a. You remember Smurfs? Smurfette. Yeah, I mean, there was a movie recently. Right. Well, there was an episode. Did you watch the cartoon? Were you alive when the cartoon Yeah, I mean, I used to watch it before I went to school. That okay. and the Snorks. Oh, the Snorks are terrible. The Snorks I are like the Snorks way more. Oh, my God. You are the only one. And you know why I know this? There's never my been... My sister a... liked it, too. Ah, the, the, fre- the fresher children don't know. Mom and Pop Fresher did not, <laughs> did not teach you well. Look, dude, no one likes the Snorks. I, first off, I didn't mind the Snorks, but... Oh, oh, the truth comes out. No, but it the looks Smurfs... like friends hated the Snorks, and you were ashamed to admit no, no, it. No, 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 no. The Smurfs are way better. Case in point, you don't see a live-action Snorks movie? That is true. But, I don't know. Anyway, there was an episode of the cartoon where they had a virus, where they would they would turn purple and start going, nyah, 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 like that, and jump around... And then they would bite the tail of the other Smurf, and that's how they would infect the other Smurf. But wait, so Smurfs have tails? Yeah, they have little, little blue, little blue like Tic Tacs. I did not know that. So that's hey, my number one shock in this story. Are you looking up a picture of a Smurf right now? I'm looking up Smurf tails. <laughs> Look up purple Smurfs. You'll see. I just want to see the per- Smurf tail. Oh, I do see their tail. That's crazy. What? They have tails? <laughs> Why don't their pants cover their tails? Because you, how uncomfortable would that be? You would if they were maybe if they were in kilts. I don't know. I mean, everyone we like, people have tails and we cover them up. All right. Speaking of kilts, you're doing a lot of speaking of segues. Not a bad thing. Yeah, I I I was dropping the the was driving to work today, going through downtown, and a guy runs out in front of me. Wearing these bright yellow socks, like man, those are some loud socks. And then I see he's wearing a, a kilt. Yeah. I just, I think that's one of the stupidest things ever. Uh, you, was it a utility kilt? It must have been, because that's the only kind anyone wears. 
Uh, what is a utilicult? Does that mean it has a little satchel on the side that holds stuff? No, it's just like one of those. It's basically like a jean kilt, and it has a bunch of pockets on it, like a um, like uh, cargo pants. Uh, there was one pocket on the right side. It was stuffed with stuff. But then it's like basically like a tool belt skirt. Um, he looked like probably an Amazon employee. Yeah, I bet it was a utilical because their headquarters is in Pioneer Square. Here's what I say to that: thumbs down. <laughs> My friend works at Utilicilt. They're like a seamstress there. Well, good for your friend. Maybe she should just start making skirts. Because I I'm... mean, utilicilts. It's a thing. All right, look. I'm not a particular fan, but you know, I guess uh, it's cool. Kind of. I'm just like I think maybe Smurfs would do. If you have a tail, I would allow you to wear a, a kilt as a male. They don't even, though. They have it stick out of their pants. Well, that's what I'm saying. A Smurf should wear a kilt to hide their tail. If you don't like their tail, if you don't want to look at a tail... What was the girl Smurf's name? Smurfette. Did she so, have a skirt, or did her tail, tail go through, too? She had a skirt, but it probably... I wonder if her tail came through her skirt. I don't know. That's what I'm checking right now. Also, um, there's, like, this thing called the Smurfette theory, and I forget what it was about. Essentially, yeah, what is the Smurfette theory? It had to do with the fact that women are not represented well in entertainment. There's always because a of Smurfette? No, Smurfette just is a, a microcosm look at the way females are represented in in culture. A hundred A hundred dudes with one girl. Oh. Oh, and like Snow White. And she's like a blonde. Oh, yeah, she is a blonde, too. Or Barbie, right? Well, here's the thing. Smurfette was actually a creation of Gargamel. It used to be a colony of 100 males. What? Yeah, it was a colony of 100 males. How would? When did that come up in the show? Like early on, very early. Smurfette really? was yeah. Smurfette was a creation of Gargamel. He was an alchemist, and his the reason why he was always trying to catch the Smurfs. I like how seriously you say that. He was an alchemist. He was an alchemist. He performed alchemy. And his cat was Azrael. And I don't have any more A's. But anyway, he was trying... His goal, like, he, all he ever wanted to do was catch the Smurfs, not to eat them. I know, he just wanted to catch them. No, he, he wanted, wanted to... kill them, though, right? No, he wanted to turn them into gold. Oh, that's right. That's weird. <laughs> that's what he wanted to do. He's like, I'm going to catch these little blue creatures and turn them into gold. But I think he maybe got one of them at one point. Maybe it was early on. I don't know the etymology exactly, and he was trying to turn them into gold. I actually think he's turned them into gold in a few episodes. Like, And the funny thing is, like, when they came out on the other side, they were like a coin with like the, the smurf that he turned oh, into yeah. gold. Oh, yeah. I kind of do remember that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then they like reverse engineered it, and they brought them back. But anyway, I think Smurfette was a failed Gargamel experiment. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure, dude. So... I can't find... I'm pretty sure her tail didn't come through her skirt, but there's no explicit picture of that. Just for, for the viewer's information. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a Smurfette principle. Is the tendency of works of fiction to have exactly one female amongst an ensemble of male characters in spite of the fact that roughly half of the human race is female... Unless the show is purposely aimed at a female viewing audience, the main characters will tend to be disproportionately male. Uh, said only one, said only women will almost always be used as half of a romance subplot. In many series, men will have various different personalities, but women will always be the chick. Thus, by the law of 
conservation of details, you only need one. So that's the, the Smurfette principle, FYI. Interesting. She got status. Here it is. Smurfette is a female... By the way, in French, Smurfette is actually la... Strumfrette. Was it a French show? I think so, yeah. Hmm. She's a female character from the Smurfs. She was created by Gargamel, the Smurfs' enemy, in order to distract and trap them. However, later she was rescued by Papa Smurf and turned into a real Smurf. She was the only only female Smurf, and by the way, this might be a jump-the-shark moment, until the creation of Sasset. You remember Sasset? The little, like, hillbilly... How did she come to be? I have no idea. I don't know where Sasset came from. I don't even remember her. She looks like a jerk when I looked up an image. <laughs> I don't like Sasset already. <laughs> I mean, she has a sub, like, cute sub-character. My favorite is Nermal from Garfield. Oh, as a sub-character? Nermal? Uh, yeah. you're, that's just such a, you're such a cat lover. <laughs> I mean, come on, Nermal. I, ridiculous. I, I know Nor- you know what my favorite sub character on Garfield was lasagna he was in like mostly every episode wait you mean like the food yes the food yeah lasagna, lasagna was, was it was very I important. was not a fan of Odie Odie <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right I forgot normal it was just like the normal was like only sometimes D string like the four, very like, low character. Very. That was when like the creator was just like, God, I'm really, I'm really stretching here. I need something. Oh, I know Nermal. Yeah. Plus, it's a it's a funny name. It is a funny name. It's not it's not normal, right? It's Nermal. Yeah, it's just Nermal. Let's move on to some serious topics. Uh, like what? How about like, like these these severed feet? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with severed what's feet? What's the deal with these severed feet? Well, here's the Apparently thing. In, yeah, go ahead. You could go for it. I mean, I was just reading that uh, they're showing up on the Pacific Coast here, and they're attributing it to that we wear more sports shoes than other places in the country. No, but here's the thing. It's a, it's a serial killer. No, but they were saying that it could be that they're just bodies that are out there, and then, like, they... they uh, what's that called? Like... Get messed like they not biodegrade. Yeah, they they decompose and decompose. Then, that's what and I'm looking they for. They decompose at joints and then it, it floats to the top because modern day shoes are very buoyant. Yeah, so and, but people wear more sports shoes here, so it keeps the bottom of it at the top, so it preserves the foot on the inside because it's mostly sports shoes. Yeah, well, sports shoes. here's the thing though, like this is like a huge mystery because they found like I don't know, like 15 pairs of these feet. How many? I forget. 13th foot. That over the last, like, several years. But here's the thing. Someone's throwing these bodies out there. The bodies, though, not necessarily the feet. The bodies. Yeah. So there's a serial killer who just has a penchant for killing people with with, with sports shoes. That could be, yes. Like, they're probably joggers. I don't know if it's joggers. I mean, I guess you could, they know who each of the people are, I think, so you could, no, like... No, they don't know who they are. They actually don't. They only have identified, like, three or four of them. But were they jogging, I wonder? Good question. That was not addressed in the, uh... I know, I suspect not. Well, here's I the... haven't looked at the police file to know the details. What if this is the, this guy's calling card? What if he murders people and puts the shoes on them as, like, a clue? Like, this thing... Like, like Dexter-style. Like Dexter. 
It's going to uh, pop up. I'm hesitant to talk about it because what if he's listening right now? Well, I know he's oh not. But, Check but the viewer number. Check the viewer number. We're at zero, but who knows? So he's not listening. But later, later. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a story. You know, that's out there. It's happening. Yes. So I, I'm that's curious to me. It's like, you know, if you're a serial killer, wouldn't you want to take the shoes off before you throw them in the water? I mean, I would think that you wouldn't want to have some sort of... I like in a... I just recently watched again. Um, it was a... Oh, shoot. The Macaulay Culkin one. Home Alone? Home Alone. And they have their calling card is leaving the water on. But oh. then they can get linked to all of the other... Oh, right. right. Yeah. Having a calling card seems like a bad idea. Totally. How about this? Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. Talk, by the way, Talk Boy was a great toy. That was number two, though. What well, was number one? He didn't use Talk Boy in number one. Oh, he, he was did? playing a videotape. Oh, that's right, VHS tape. It was that movie. What was the other one? I can't remember the name of the the other. It was like uh, yeah, dirt. Yeah, it was uh, some sort of mobster movie. No, but I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there another um, like thing that he would use? I just only remember keep the change, you filthy animal. That's all. It I was remember. like the one like a. Uh... He, it was like really orchestrated. That would be really difficult to do on VHS. Uh, <laughs> there was also that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But I don't know. It was an alright movie. I rewatched it. Speaking of um, sneakers, I know. Yeah. Um, Vibram, you know the maker of the 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 five finger shoes. I know. That's yeah. I'm not a fan of those five sh- the toe shoes. They're they are. By the way, I've tried them on. I was. It seems hard to get your toe into each one. Well, it's hard if you have socks on. But here's the thing: I was at the at REI and they had a pair on the clearance rack in my size, and I was like, eh, why not? I'll try them on. I put them on and I was like, hey, these are kind of comfortable. Like I was just like, and then I was like looking at myself. And I saw my, my wife was, like, away over there, and I just looked yeah. over. I'm like, ha, ah, look, like, look at these. Like, pretty cool. And he's like, no. Absolutely. <laughs> it's an appropriate response. <laughs> I'm glad that they have a class action lawsuit against them because none of their stuff is true, and the barefoot thing is totally a sham. It's a total sham, and it's not just a class action. They've lost the class action lawsuit. Yeah. They lost. And I like that they have to put banners up on the website saying like, "This is not a proven science." Totally. Well, not only is it you know, not jerks. Not only is it not a proven science. Apparently, the whole idea of running barefoot in general is just complete. It's ludicrousness. I know. I mean, it, they were saying that maybe it's less like stuff on your knees or something, but like it just goes to other places. Yeah, and for people who don't know what they look like. Those are the shoes right there. I like that you're just holding up the iPad. Well, I'm not gonna. Well, what do you want me to do? Like, look, there's the shoes right there. See the little toes? Yeah. Because we don't we don't really have our AV. We're just uh, you know. Yeah. So anyway, they're they're ridiculous. Uh, so did you fix your um, 3D printer? I did. I got it working. Yeah. So what you what have you been printing out? Anything fun? So yeah, like um, let me go get it. I'll be right back. Oh. He's just leaving me here to talk with myself. So, I don't have much to add while Mr. Fresher is gone. I'm just going to wait here while his empty... This is great. When he leaves, 
the eye patch remains. It's very funny. Look at that. It's just right there. Oh, there he's back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're just keeping the. I just like the idea that the eye patch was right there. The what? The eye patch just stayed right in the center of the screen. I know. It's uh, it's attached. It's it's the thing I have. It's a problem. What's going on with? Let me see. But uh, so I made a music box. Cool. Play it. Uh, it doesn't. So like, it got kind of distorted on the corner. But it's cool because it printed all the gears separately, too. And, like, they actually work. It's just, like... Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Yeah. It's, like, the top is a little bit distorted, so it, like, kind of doesn't work. And then I... Yeah. But it, it's a cool idea. i got to try to run it again. But it just sounds like crap, though, because it's, like, plastic. What is the song? Twinkle, Twinkle? I think it's just, like, a test song. But then you can print any song you want. Yeah, just as basically a scale down. I just thought it was a cool idea, like that all the parts print that, especially the gears. These are the best gears that I've seen printed. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like it, like it, it full on did a pretty good job at the gear. Oops, is it doing it? Uh, it's no. it's not no. The eye patch, man. It's yeah, eye patch. Now it's a gear patch, yeah. Maybe if I do this. Still not working. Don't worry. People don't. Oh my gosh, just work. It worked earlier. Now it's not I working. know, I don't know. I I need a manual. I need a DSLR for this, not a, a crappy webcam. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of printing, I'm getting a little, uh, now I'm getting a feedback. Oh, yeah? Now it's gone, it's gone. Uh, do you see that makeup printer? I know, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I wasn't that into her presentation. It was on one of those TV shows, huh? I didn't. I, was it made for t- um, like a, as advertised on TV kind of thing? No, I mean like one of those shows where like they, like uh, they try to pitch their idea to like you know American Idol style. Oh, I I didn't. Oh, uh, Shark Tank. I think it was like that kind of thing. I, it's a cool concept, but they were like, oh, our audience is for eight like eighteen to twenty two year olds. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like. It's a super good idea, and I'm sure it's going to happen because it was a really good point that, like, it's really just all about the color, not, like, the thing. So if you could make any color you want, like, and they were showing it, like, it wasn't very streamlined. You had to, like, use the eyedropper on your browser to, like, get the hex code to put into the thing. But you could easily make an app that would do that. And then so they were saying you could just take a picture of a color that you like and then make your makeup that color. Uh, see, here's the thing, and I didn't realize this, but, like, from Chanel, which is high-end, all the way down to the ones you buy at the drugstore, yeah. uh, they all have the same base ingredients, it's just branding. Yeah, it's branding and then the colors, because a lot of the, like, you know, colors that people want are the, like, the more exclusive ones that aren't, like, high, you know, they're not the ones that they have at Target and stuff. I don't understand why they would be targeting only 18 to 22-year-olds, like, that seems like this would be something for every woman everywhere. So they said they were targeting 18 to 21-year-olds or whatever because they didn't have, like, their their makeup, like, routine yet. So uh-huh. other people, uh, like, older people, they're going to be set. Like, I always get this brand. This is my favorite color, and it's in this brand. So they're not going to, like, get rid of their brand loyalty. So they're trying to get into the, the younger people who don't have brand loyalty, and then they're, they're more, like... Because it, it seems kind of, like, cheap, you know what I mean? Like, it's the whole value thing. Like, I, this is expensive makeup. It's really good. You have to get away from that. So you have to get with people who 
you know, realize what it is. Ve- that's, I believe the word is Veblen goods. What? Veblen goods. That's a good term. V-E-B-L-E-M. What is it? For what? That's the term for when people buy by, you know, like a, like a, a um, I don't know the exact. Uh, <clears throat> Veblen good is a member of a group of commodities whose demand is proportional to their price. A pair of contra- contradiction to the uh, law of supply and demand. Essentially, the idea is that you people take things they they add they make it really expensive, even though it might be cheap to make, and people yeah, want, yeah. people want to buy it because it's there's a perceived value to it. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, it's definitely. I mean, that's how all of that stuff works. Well, now you know that's that. It's not all that stuff. The official term is Veblen goods. I do not know that. Yeah, so, and now I do, and I'll probably forget. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a cool idea. I think that it it's definitely going to happen. In some form. So when I was in uh, Vietnam, I noticed that everyone was kind of well dressed, right? They all were well dressed, and because you know Vietnam's a, a a manufacturing of like clothing, they do a lot of clothing manufacturing. Um, everyone was well dressed, but they were all sort of like pseudo knockoffs, like instead of like you know, you know American Eagle, it was like American Beagle. Yeah, like I that. mean they have all the knockoffs in China of all like the Prada and all that stuff too. Right, but I'm just talking about wearing clothes, right? Yeah, so not not like accessories or anything like that, just clothing. And everyone, you know, they they were wearing like knockoffs or whatever, but they all looked good. Everyone looked probably the knockoffs were better quality than the originals. Well, they were all made in Vietnam, right? They were just just different, you know, branding. So I I was starting to think. And my, my great uncle, who I lived with for many years of my life, um, he's no longer with us. He was a great guy. He was like, I, he's like, don't buy any ever anything with a label. That's stupid. Why do I need to advertise, right? But then I was yeah, like about, it's just this gap on the front, really big or something. Yeah, he was like, so I was thinking about that because I, I felt like that was very astute for him to say. But he's just like, good point. Why do I need to show that? So that's like an idea of like Veblen goods. You want to show what you're wearing, right? You wanna, yeah. But then, like, at the same time, like, uh, I saw these other people, they were just wearing well-fitted, like, you know, maybe it wasn't Tommy Hilfiger, it was, like, Tommy Littlefinger or something, you know? Like, the... the, the <laughs> it's a good Game of Thrones tie-in. It is a good Game of Thrones tie-in. <laughs> and I, I was like, who cares if it does? It looks good, it looks fine, they look well-dressed, who cares if it's not, like, the right font or whatever? I know, totally. And it had me kind of rethink a little bit, like, what I should be doing in life in regards, regards to, like, uh, what I wear. It's a, it's a good rethinking. You need to revisit that. What do, you, what do you think about you? What, like, what do you think about it? Like, do you feel as though, like, a brand name really makes something? It definitely doesn't. But, but I mean, also, the off-brands are usually not that cool. And sometimes... Sometimes I would want a brand just for, like, the image, just because I know, like, not for quality, just for the brand. Like, so here's the thing. Here's the to thing. Extent. Super Dry. That brand Super Dry, that Japanese brand Super Dry? You mean beer? It's, there's a, no, there's a clothing brand, Super Dry. Oh, I don't know it. It's Japanese, for sure. Yeah. It might be a beer, it might be actually a beer slash clothing brand, I don't know. I thought it was funny that in a... In China, I guess Jeep is a huge brand for like everything. Oh, really? Like an expensive brand. Oh, you're right. Because in Vietnam, I saw it when I there was like Jeep clothing. Yeah, and like everyone thinks it's like you know they they spend way a lot of money on the Jeep brand, but then like in America, it's like weird. It's like that's not a thing. That's not cool. Like to wear Jeep stuff. Oh, but well, they totally think it's cool. But here's the thing: people people do wear Wranglers. 
Yeah. Which a Jeep Wrangler. But they're yeah. It's I true. know. I'm just playing wordplay here. Yeah. It's 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 something. It's something. Um, I I think that uh, Jeep is just an American brand, kind of like uh, um, Levi's is an American brand. Levi's but is, Jeep is not even clothing thing, and they do like they have like Jeep luggage, they have Jeep everything, and it's like really expensive. Interesting. I know it's weird. So I hear because I haven't been to China before. That is interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, whatever. I sometimes people want the like. I feel people sometimes want Western uh, goods. So if you're not, so if you want an, and vice versa. Like we Americans were like, oh, we gotta have that European branded, you know, purse or pocketbook or car. You know, European. Yeah, definitely cars, especially. It's weird. It's I feel like the goods start start in the Europe and then they work their way, you know, through to Asia. Kind of <laughs> that makes any sense. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Europeans want American goods and and uh, Asians want. Or I'm sorry, Americans want European goods and Asians want American goods and European goods. And That's we true. and we just buy we buy like essentially Euro brands made in Asia. I know. Well, everything's made in Asia, so. Yeah. Well, unless it's Hecho and Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Yeah. Made in. Did Mexico. you hear also that finally? U.S. credit card companies are going to revamp and everyone's going to have the chip cards instead of the dumb magnetic strips. I, so I, I, I didn't know that. I knew it was happening. I don't know when it's happening, but I knew it was going to it's happen. It's supposed to happen over the next 18 months. The reason why, it's because of Target. Yeah, it's because of the Target thing. Yep. But it's also dumb because like, we're one of the biggest consumer nations and we're like one of the only places that doesn't do it. I mean... Same thing with the metric system. One of the biggest nations, and we're like the only ones who don't use it. Yeah, we're we're keeping gallons afloat, is what I'm saying. Like, there's no other person in the world that's like, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for us, if let's just say South, let's say Mexico was like left on, what's it, the, what's the system? What system are SCA, we it's, well, it's SDA, I guess. Yeah, if Mexico was using it, no one would care. If Britain was using it, no one would care. I know, it's because we have so much consumer power. We have so much consumer power that people are just like... It's funny, because I watched this show, uh, with, it's called uh, Wild Kingdom with Dominic Moynihan, or something like that, Wild Creatures with Dominic Moynihan. Yeah. And he often, he's totally like from like the UK, right? Totally like from there. But he, he always says things like, this weighed this many pounds, and, yeah. this, and this is this many feet long, and I'm like, he's such a sellout. Wait, in the UK, they still use pounds, though. Oh, they do? Yeah. But do they say feet? I think that they they either have a weird mix-up, because they also use stones. Oh, but that's 20 pounds, right? I don't know. It's But people measure themselves in stones. It's like a bigger, another arbitrary unit. Well, this is my point. The British use stones, and I don't even know what it means. Yeah, I know, right? But I know what a liter is, and I know what a gallon is. <laughs> but yeah, no. Measurements. Just all you, we should use the... Metric. It's better. It's arbitrary anyways. It is all arbitrary. It doesn't matter. I'm going to create a system of measurement. But it's cool that that one's actually based on, like, Earth's circumference and stuff like that. Or all of those things. It's circumference? I mean, it's that's isn't the... the yeah, I mean, they break, break it down on the equator, like, size or whatever. Oh, that's I have no idea. Those are figured out. Um... So I've been into many countries, and they always like chip. I'm like, 
no, I don't need chips. Like when they're like, you know, like they're just swiping the car. I'm like, no, it's a swipe. That was the first time I went to Denmark. I had no idea. This was like five oh, the years chip? ago. Yeah, I know. They were like, do you chip, chip. They wouldn't even, almost wouldn't even accept a card that's swiped. Yeah, I know. It's but, way better. It's going to be way better, though. I'm excited. So, you know, it's storm season. I don't know if you know this. Tornado season? Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of reports of golf ball size hail. Yeah. And I'm tired of people comparing hails to golf balls. I know. There's so many. They should just do something else. Yeah. But people were like, oh, it's because it's white. White on white. I'm like, why do you have to be is so that what? Is that why? Well, they were like, when you think when you think of a golf ball, what color do you think? White. What do you think of hail? What do you think? White. What size? If you think of a big piece of hail, what size is it? A golf ball. That's the thing. But I think we should change it up. So I, I did you? I, I, I was gonna make a list, and I was gonna. So I, I came up with a couple. Key lime. My favorite that earlier. Cuties? I don't think it should be cuties. Cuties. Cutie size. Cutie size yeah. hail. Yeah, we, we, we had a, a subscriber to that that one of our reporter friends might use it in some of their reports. Yeah, I would love that. Cutie size hail. Yeah. It's I mean it's very understandable. Um how about how about this? Goat testicle. Goat testicle. Yeah, size too hail. variable, too subjective. Oh, all right. That's a good yeah, point. Or there was also marbles. Was marbles? Marbles? Option. How about pog-sized hail? Pog-sized, I could get behind, except for that it's not a sphere, it's just a circle. Yeah, but the diameter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, how about this? How about chestnut? Oh, yeah, chestnut, or walnut, I think. Walnut, chestnut. Are they different sizes? They're. I think chestnuts and walnuts are probably similar sizes, actually. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, and, I don't, I don't, and smaller I don't than know my nuts. You could say that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I, if you have look, Mar one, we have a viewer. If you have an idea on what you think large hail should be compared to, let us know in the Q and A on on YouTube. I know. Or tweet us. Or tweet us at at Fresh and Par. Fresh and Par. Or go to our Facebook page and write it on there. We have so or, many ways. Oh yeah, I guess you can't write on our on our website yet. Yeah, our website is is not really a website at this point. It's just it's kind of just a a page. A page with stuff on it. Yeah. Not that cool. So um, I think we have to we have to get into the. It's about time to get into we the. Do. Oh, the so I just looked it up because I didn't want to be totally wrong. But the original meter was from the North Pole to the South Pole through Paris. Was the origin of it? That was the origin of what? How they started dividing meters to figure it out. Hmm. And they wanted to divide it into ten million identical pieces. So that's this. That's how. That's what a meter came from. They just said, "Okay, we're going to take a line from the North Pole, drawing it through Paris to the South Pole, and we're going to divide it by ten million, and that's going to be a meter." Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck Paris. <laughs> but I mean, that's now it's more based on the speed of light and all that. Oh well, I mean, but I it's a different. Well, but I just because I, I was the I thought it was a circumference thing or something like that. But so I think I was like, wait, that's maybe wrong. So I wanted to at least research a little bit, so I'm not just saying stuff. 
Right, because a foot was like the size of like a king's foot. Yeah, I think it's something like that too. And yeah. then they were like, and the why they arbitrarily chose twelve inches to go into a foot. So I don't know. stupid. Yeah. I think that has an idea. That's something too. But I mean, anyways, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, we. I could talk about metric and our system forever and ever. I don't. Well. And don't, don't get me wanna, started on Tom. I don't want to speculate because these are very lookupable things, and I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> okay, I, I don't mind being wrong because if I'm, because then it may get our viewers to come on and be like, "You're an asshole. You're so right." And that That's would be. True. I mean, that is a good point. Engagement. Say things that are blatantly wrong. Yeah. Um, like like this like the sun revolves around the earth. I mean, that's a proven fact. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this week's show. It's a Japanese movie. Uh, it was. So, yeah, so 2009. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, we do every week Fresher and Parlance. That's on Parlance. He's Fresher. We randomly select a movie from the Netflix queue. Um, we pick a genre. We both select the title randomly, and then from there, we pick a movie to watch and review for the following week. We don't actually, yeah, re- yeah we don't actually review the show, correct, Mister Fresher? No, we were just. It's more of a summary and us talking about it. Right. However, at the end, we do give a numerical review. If we get a, uh, an aggregate, or I'm sorry, a mean of above yeah. 7, or give a review of, of uh, a score above 7, that typically means you should go and watch this movie yourself. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a new addition. My main thing is just if it's above 5, I would rewatch it, and if it's below 5, I would not rewatch it. And now I'm adding if it's above 7, you should, too, you should watch it. Yeah, I would, I would say I would not suggest a movie to someone unless it was a 7. Yeah. So this week's movie was La La Peepo. A lot of people. Yeah. I thought it was it was pretty alright. Okay, so this was a tough one for me because I, I kind of procrastinated this week and then I went to watch it last night and I was like, oh crap, we picked a foreign movie. And I know. I actually, it. even though I should have realized when I picked it, I didn't really think about that it was going to be subtitles. So I was like, oh, so I was starting to fall asleep and I missed... I wa- I, mm, when I went back to start watching it again, I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I actually have this thing where if I start, I start to fall asleep, if I get like in that, that mid-state between awake and sleep, and yeah. I'm watching a foreign film, my brain begins to translate it into like parlance language. Like, no way, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, but they're, it's not what they're saying. It's not what they're saying at all. It's not like some magic. Matter of fact, the first time it ever happened to me, I went to a Wong Kar Wai film, and I can't remember the name. It's a Chinese film. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was in the theater uh, on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. I I was. It was a slow-paced movie, super slow-paced movie, and I started dozing off. And all of a sudden, I'm like partially awake. I'm understanding everything. <laughs> I'm understanding all the conversations, all this, and I like kind of, like, snapped up and, like, woke up, like, kind of fully came, and I was like, I figured it out. Humans do not need to understand languages. They just need to be in a half-sleepy state. Then I went back and rewatched later what I thought was happening. <laughs> I, like that. I like you had to rewatch to prove to yourself. Nothing that it was, like... was right. Nothing was, I was like, this is not what, I was just making shit up. I was just taking <laughs> words that's, that were Mandarin or whatever, Cantonese, and just sounding them out into English. And that's what I was doing. But for a moment, like for like one moment, I was like, for sure, a half sleepy state will help you translate uh, through osmosis <laughs> You've seen those movies where they put the subtitles to music videos in other languages that, like, kind of what it sounds like, but it's super funny? No, I've never seen that. Those are really good. Because, like, if you're reading the subtitles, it sounds like they're saying that exactly. 
so when I was in film school, I'll never forget this. There was a we had a um, uh, there was a Mexican exchange, not a Mexican. It was NYU. He was a Mexican student. He was from Mexico, like legit from Mexico. And he <laughs> not a fake Mexican. Here's the thing. This is what, it. Always pissed me off. But it's funny. But it really annoyed me. He would make Spanish speaking like short films, but then he would put like English subtitles at the bottom. Yeah. But the English subtitles did not relate to the what they were saying up top. Like at all? It was just at, totally different. Yeah, it was almost like they were. It was like almost. It was they put the English subtitles to essentially make fun of English sub speakers. Really? So you'd be reading it. And you're watching, and you're like, I don't understand why. What's going? Like, it would be bare. It'd be like, you know, the donkey. Like, essentially, just like words that didn't make any sense to what was should be said in the movie. I mean, and, it's kind of a good idea, but it is also a dick move. Well, in film school, it's a total dick move because then all the people who around me begin to, you know, anyways, a very international. Like, especially in the film school, super international. I would say like 30% of the class spoke Spanish. Yeah. So they were fucking cracking up, having a great time, laughing their asses off. And I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, why why are they laughing? And I didn't realize, but it was the joke was on me. Like, or not me specifically, but white English speakers. And that yeah, was the joke. non-Spanish speakers. Not non-Spanish speakers, exactly. And so then afterwards, and my professor didn't speak Spanish, so he didn't get it. Oh, so, really? Even the professor? That seems like, did he get a good grade? I don't I have no idea. I don't know. Seems like he shouldn't. That anyway. Well, it was funny. Here's the thing. It's funny. Yeah. But the it's thing funny. is, he didn't tell anyone that, that what it was. And then, you know, after, you know, at, you know, then at the end, everyone gives their comments. And I'm like, I raise my hand, I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I wasn't, what the fuck? I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really understand. Everyone was laughing. And then, like, <laughs> you know, like, they're laughing, like. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a pretty bad laugh. Yeah. Is that a Mexican laugh? No, that was a, like, snicker snicker from the back of the classroom. Like, I'm in on the joke and you're not. I know, yeah, I can see that. So, and then they, they then they, they fessed up, and I'm like, well, then, that's great, but then what was the plot? Like, why was the, that, because it turned out like, that was the only thing interesting about the whole damn thing. It was just the whole, like, uh, misinterpretation thing? Yeah, his whole idea was hinged on the, 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 mistranslation. Anyway, yeah. back, back to the movie. Um, All right. Kipo. So this is a, a Japanese film and they uh, it's a various stories, right? It's a multiple narratives. Yeah. And, and it, the, the idea is that the characters interact and kind of, there's kind of some overlap in timeline. Um, I actually don't even want to go through the entire narrative of this one. Okay. Well, it was... Uh... I feel like it was kind of similar to the last movie because it was just kind of about life and it wasn't I mean, I guess there was a story and there was an arc. It, I think it was a much better movie than the last movie. Much better. Much In better my movie. opinion. It was much better. Uh, first off, it had a green felt talking penis that blinked. Yeah, I know. By the way, it blinked. Did you see it blinking? Yeah, no, he was pretty good. And then, and yeah. like, uh, I liked the animations and the whole, like, uh, UFO catcher game theme thing. Which, by the way, was that his penis? I, no, actually... Good question. Because <laughs> at the end, he, they show him picking up the thing from yeah, the ground. It. Yeah, it's but true. It's a, but it's a green thing. Yeah, there was a lot of like alternate reality versus real reality in the movie, which was kind of cool. Right. 
so what was your favorite of so there was I think one, two, three, four, five, maybe five or six storylines. What Just, was your, I mean my favorite was the scout guy. Oh, I thought that was cool too. The scout guy. So explain the scout guy to viewers who don't So I mean in I mean I don't know in Japan anyways, they probably do in other places. They have such a big like a uh, host like for girls to do like, you know, just talking to guys or just a business for girls to cater to guys that they'll have scouts that are just, I guess, pretty good-looking guys. They'll just go up in crowds and find the hottest chicks, and then they'll talk them up and try to get them to work at their store. Like, oh, what's your job? And, like, you know, oh, I work at a department store. I was like, oh, do you want to make, like, $30 an hour, like, doing, you know, the hostess? It's not a sex thing. You just have to hang out with them or whatever because you're, you're the cutest. But I like his... Uh, his his shtick was pretty good. He was just a really good liar, like you know, like you look just like this famous person, you know. Did you know who that, me, like, you know who that famous person was? I had no. I don't know any of those famous okay. people. Okay. Okay. But then I like that he it was his inner monologue. Like first you open up with a lie to impress him, and then you got to end with a lie to reel him in or whatever. Well, what's funny is that so that he was my favorite character. Yeah, but me I too. Think, but I think my favorite storyline was the the actual girl that he turned into... Yeah, that was... I mean, I feel like that was the most, like... I mean, they, they were all... They, they explained how they had really bad lives, like their parents sucked and stuff. But yeah, the girl. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he turned her from a shopping department store girl all the way up to a porn star who he then tricked... Or not tricked. No, he didn't know. He didn't know, but he inadvertently um, made, made her do a mother-daughter porn with her actual mother. Yeah, and like her, she didn't know her mom was a porn star too. Well, that was her like, first gig. That was her, one because that was she her was first gig. Sad. But that was her first gig. No, no, she had done others, I think. No, she was just like a prostitute. Oh. Remember, she was a Maybe, prostitute, yeah, yeah. And, she, and she came back to him, and she's like, "I'm tired of getting raped in the fields. I'm tired of having sex with like all these things. I'm talented. I could do better." And she's I like, "I thought that she was saying that she didn't want to do that stuff in a video." Oh, no, I thought that's what she was doing. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Well, but I think we both... Either we could be either... Either, either way, I mean, whatever. Like, it was... He set it up so he was getting with... I mean, doing a mother-daughter with her own mom. I like that they started out the scene and it was all, like, super... Like, she's in a uniform. And, like, they're pissed at each other, kind of, because they already don't really like each other in general. They're yeah. in bad terms. And then, like, they come to the scene and, like, oh, wait... It's my real daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, it's like she was a better mom by server than she was in the in the film. I know. Yeah, that was yeah, that was crazy too. And by the way, I didn't fully understand. Is that the plot of mother daughter porn? I've never seen a Japanese mother daughter porn. But I like, don't. I mean, well, I didn't understand. I like, what like the those, plot was that it's those, like the mother daughter are there and then some dudes bust in. That seemed like what the plot was. Oh, okay. See, I, I, see, I didn't know because they were like she was serving him her like a sandwich or something, and then two masked dudes coming in. They're like, "We're tired." Well, I don't know what they were. They were like, "Ah." I know. Yeah, I think that was the whole thing. It's like they happen to be there, and then the dudes bust in. So there was a lot of assault and sex, like misogyny. And... Yeah, I mean the fat chick thing. Like basically, she, she just picked up ugly guys in bars to make, like, secret porns of them having sex with her. And then, like, they totally, like, beat her up and strangle her and stuff, and she just, like, videotapes it and then, like, rewatches it herself and then sells it. I know. It was... It was... 
So, and then that guy wrote a love letter to her. Who saying, wrote the like, love letter? Who wrote the love letter? Understand what life is or whatever. Who was the guy that wrote the letter? I think it was the guy who ran that porn shop. Oh no! See, because when he handed her the letter, he was just kind of like he gave her the shrug, like I don't know. I know, still, yeah. Here, I think that's like a thing or whatever that like you write letters for saying that you love someone or something. So uh, there was there was a lot of I had a lot of cultural gaps. Like I was like it was one of those things where I do have a sort of like perverted sense of what Japanese culture is with like t- like you know panty um, uh, what should we call it vending machines and stuff like that. But in this, that's not, I mean, yeah, but, well, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't. I wasn't. I was unsure of whether this was just like a really kind of like perverted movie. Or if this was just like normal accepted Japanese culture, so I think to some extent it's normal accepted Japanese culture. Interesting. So, but it's like the the low level. That's the whole point. Is that like it's a lot of people and they have like shitty lives and like that's like kind of how it comes out. And there's like a huge industry like that. So you know what's interesting? So I'm just gonna. I really like the. I'm just jumping to the end. I'm going to jump right to the end because I have like a philosophical outlook All right. on, on this thing. So at the end, there's an, a monologue. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a guy speaking over the top. We, um, well, they kind of do that the whole thing. It's And it's mostly the the scout guy's voice. So I see that was the thing. I couldn't tell who that was. And he's, he says something at the end like, the world is full of pretty much, the gist was, the Two world, people. no, the world is full of unexceptional people. Who yeah, just are ugly and have no talent and can't do shit. Yeah, and they just have to make do because that's what it's like to be human. And then he's making a pitch, so the narratives kind of come together. the The writer is sitting like he's like a homeless guy, I think, at this point. Yeah, the superhero guy, which we didn't even talk about. There's a, a giant superhero guy scene. Yeah, I mean, he's basically like a trying to be like a Power Ranger, but it's like. Yeah, his was, like, messed up. He got, like, raped and stuff by that Yakuza guy that yeah. they were beating up or whatever. That was and then, intense. And then the porn star, well, the one that he became a porn star, became a huge celebrity, and there was a giant poster with, like, her. The the guy got hit by a car, the, the, the guy that would pick up women and try to be their manager or whatever. Yeah. And he got hit by a car. He's now hobbling with a patch on his face. But still trying to pick people up. But still trying to pick people up. And the fat woman walks by, and he tries to pick her up. And he's and like... He's like how, what, do you want to do porn? People are in the fat chicks. Yeah, people love fat chicks. He's like, it's real popular right now. And then she's just kind of ignoring him. He hands her a business card, and he's like, look, this is our attachment. If yeah, he, the same line he did on all the chicks. Like, if you don't take it, it's going to break. And then he's still doing the same lines that he does on all the chicks. And then she walks away, and he's kind of looking back on the crutch. And they cut to everyone, including the mother who would almost died with her husband in a fire and the thing that was set by the the other guy. The, yeah. The, yeah. Complicated. You should watch the movie. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it's... A, yeah. But hold on. This is the point. They all look at the camera and start laughing. And it, I don't think it was like a sinister laugh. It was no, like a I'm not saying ridiculous it's sinister. laugh. You know, no, like... I, I'm not saying it was sinister and I'm not even saying it was ridiculous. What I'm saying was is that it was sort of like they were looking at us, the audience. Because if you recall, at the very end, he, the guy laughs. 
Yeah. Says his same line. You know, you look just like that, whatever. Oh, yeah, and then it's like, no, really, you do. But no, really, you do. Cut credits. I just felt like they were, t- at that point, they were laughing at us. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, like when the, the that filmmaker in my film class, like, was laughing at me for watching yeah. it and not, like, getting the joke. Like, I felt like they were, the audience was looking at us and they were like, ha ha, you know, you're not getting the joke. But then I was like, what's the joke? Was it that um was that um unexceptionable un, unexceptional or is it I'm I'm ordinary and I I, mean, I didn't see it as them laughing at us I just thought it was like the connection that like everyone sees that it's ridiculous and I mean I like that basically it kind of turned out okay for everyone and so like it was like they were basically back to where they were it wasn't like super bad wait 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 no it wasn't the same. It pretty much it was. No, that guy was homeless and living on the street. No, but like so. First off, another another tie-in from your thing is that he found the uh, the stuffed animal, the thing that could have been his dick. Which, so, by the way, we didn't even talk about it. His dick crawled out of his pants and walked away. I know because it was like so disappointed with him. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so so basically, he found that. And then we walked by. They they walked by the uh, superhero guy. He was handing out stuff on the street. He had a different job. He was still okay. Did you notice that? Yeah, he had a different job. I wouldn't know it's a better job. It looked like he was washing people's shoes on the street. No, he was handing out flyers. Oh, okay. I mean, it was it's not it was still a crappy job, but like he's not like getting beat up in the karaoke box anymore. He was like okay. He moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and got. Then you. The, and then the 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 mom and the dad or whatever, they turned out okay because they, they survived the burn thing. They were in the hospital. He was sleeping pretty good because he couldn't sleep. He right. had insomnia or something. And then they didn't know where the chick was, but she turned out like she was going pretty famous in porn. And then the, the um, scout guy, you know, he's in crutches, but he's still kind of picking up chicks. And, like, the fat chick probably would call him back because... She's already doing porn, and, like, she's not going to go back to that other guy anymore. But she was doing voiceover work, I thought. Yeah, the only that she also does that. Okay. I, I, I don't thought... know. It seemed to me, like, everything, they kind of... Because usually those movies, like, they just end horribly, and it's, like, sad. But this one actually, like, it wasn't uplifting, but it was, like, yeah, everyone's, like, pretty much the same. They're, like, maybe a little better off, but... So much stuff happens. Maybe it was not... Maybe that... Because that la- I'm telling you, that laugh scene, to me, really sticks out. It really... Yeah, I mean, I feel like they made it because it was everyone from all the scenes, even though they weren't near each other. Well, that's what I'm saying. They weren't near each other, and they cut to every one of them, like, looking at you, like, you, the audience, and laughing. And maybe it was not directed at you, but maybe it was just, like, laughing at the absurdity of how mundane their life is. I think that that's more what it was, because all, before they laughed each one had a reflection scene of, like, what their current situation was. And they made it out of it, even though they were all super... didn't seem like they were going to make it out. Like, at a lot of points in the movie, you didn't know if they had died or not. Right. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, also, we didn't bring up the... That was super sad with the mom thing, that, like, their house was just covered with garbage. But, like, the reason why she hadn't cleaned in, like, the last seven years or something crazy, because they had her 
mother-in-law had dementia and was living in the upstairs of the house. And, like, it was, she was just, like, pissing and crapping on the floor and she had to keep cleaning it up. And she just, like, stopped cleaning it up one day and for, like, three days or something. And then, like, it started seeping through the ceiling. The urine started yeah, seeping through the ceiling. which is super gross. Into their rice noodles. Yeah, and so she just blocked off with the garbage the upstairs because apparently the mother-in-law had died because she hadn't heard anything else from her, but they didn't want to accept it. And so they had, like, their dead mother-in-law upstairs in that house for, like, multiple years, but they didn't... She didn't want to deal with it, so that they just kept having garbage, and she just stopped... Basically, she stopped, like, trying. And so that's why they wanted to burn down the house, because she just wanted to not deal with that. Because if the garbage people came, they would have found the dead body up there. That I didn't pick that up, and I think that's probably because I was not 100% paying attention. Yeah, but the, yeah, so that was what was crazy about the garbage house, and was also super sad. Because before, her house was, like, super clean and stuff, but she just stopped cleaning because of the dementia grandma. And so, like, since the house... So she wanted to burn the house down because she didn't want the garbage people to find the dead grandma because she didn't want to deal with it, like, emotionally and, I don't know, everything. And that's also why she wanted to do porn, because she, like, just wanted to, like... All she could think about was sex or something, you know what I mean? Because, I don't know, she was so, like, you know, stuck with herself or something. But, uh, anyways, it was crazy. So, so I'm going to say right now, that's pretty, pretty good for them. So I'm going to say, this is the most eloquently you have spoke of a film in all 18 episodes, which means you must have <laughs> really, really, really liked it. So let's get, like, right to, let's get right to the point, dude. The numbers? We're going to do the numbers? Yeah, what, what did you think? What did you think of it? Uh, well, I was going to do, I had pre-done a six, but I think I'll upgrade it to seven, I guess. Now that I'm reflecting more. Because at the time, a couple other notes that I had, like halfway through, I thought, damn, this is really long. Like, I did not like the first half. They really tied it together at the end. And, uh, but yeah, the, they were all sad stories. But yeah, yeah. seven. Going so, with seven. So uh, I think I talked about a lot of my cultural stuff. Like, is this really Japanese culture? Or is this just an absurd Japanese movie? There was a lot of penis jokes, like dildos and like, sex and all sorts of things. I, uh, for that alone, for people who like, you know, potty humor, there's a lot of stuff there. But the reality is, is that there's potty humor around these sad stories that you just brought up, like, and spent a great, and did a great job kind of, like, getting at. Um, so there is a lot, there is levels to this, to this film. Yeah, um, I mean, they're all, like, all of them are about, like, they're lying to themselves, basically. So they're not living their regular life. So, well, they're incapable of living yeah. a regular life. So I think uh, I like this movie a lot. I, I liked it, even though, I like I said, it, there were some parts that were eh, but I do think I'm going to give it a seven. Wow, really? Double sevens? Double sevens. Lucky seven. I did not think that it... I feel like you really had to talk this one through first to, like, make it count. That's a solid seven. This might be... Wait, how much did we rate... Let me see if I wrote it down. Adam's Family, I think, was up there on one that we rated high. But this might be our high, one of our highest rateds. It's definitely one of the best films we've watched so far. I mean, I liked Mitt a lot. You didn't, though. Yeah, I wasn't um, in the Mitt. Yeah, so... I don't uh, see where it was... Uh... Wait, let me find Adam's... Um... 
Wait. Was it, it was the Adams Family, right? Yeah, we watched Adams Family. What was the... We don't have notes for that. Oh, I found it. I spelled it wrong. Oh, I didn't write down in the notes what we gave it. I need to go back and do that. So what what do you want to uh, do for this week? What kind of genre? I think you should pick one. I I feel like I always pick these things. I mean, the whole not the whole movie, just like the genre and stuff. Okay, let's uh let's do well let's we could do you want to do foreign again? I I don't mind doing foreign because I, there's no pretty much no chance I've seen that film. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's oh, do foreign right, again. So let's do foreign. Oh no. I press the wrong link. Should we do should we pick a subgenre like foreign comedy or foreign sci-fi? Oh, one of those. All right, let's do foreign sci-fi. Sounds good. Hold All on. Right. I haven't done it yet. I'm just getting to the site. Going to the site. Let's see. Foreign. Bam. Clicked. All right. What'd you get? Oh, wait. No. I mean, I didn't do the subgenre yet. Sci-fi, did you say? Yeah. Foreign, sci-fi, and fantasy? Sci-fi and fantasy foreign. Okay. Boom. Uh, choose random title. Clicked. This is the step-by-step. Oh, no, my eye patch. Okay. All right, this one looks... I don't know about this. Or what'd you get? I got Slugs. 1987. Wow. 90 minutes. Something wicked is afoot in a small New York town where the locals are being devoured by common garden slugs, and health inspector Mike Brady has a inkling as to why. As it turns out, toxic waste isn't only bad for the environment. It abs- it's absolutely deadly for people. What what foreign movie is that? Uh, what country? I don't know. It says it's... Look in the genres probably, on the bottom right. Genres. <clears throat> I don't know. It doesn't say. Okay, so I have one. Doomsday Book. That sounds cool already. In these three stories about the terrifying near future, a lonely zombie reflects on his condition. A robot shows that he could teach humans about the soul, and a young girl regrets an unusual internet purchase that may bring about the end of the world. Oh, man, that one sounds awesome. All right, it's Korean. That sounds cool. All right, so you Doomsday, Doomsday Book? What's it called? Doomsday Book. Doomsday Book. I love this. I love this pull-out quote. Triple shot of apocalyptic weirdness from South Korea. Well, that is that's a, a stellar quote. Yeah. So uh, I I don't really have much else to talk about this week. Do you have anything else this week? Uh, let's yeah. let, me, let me look at my notes here. Let me look at my notes. Got the golf balls. <laughs> uh, we did the severed feet. <laughs> we got some makeup printers. We. I think uh, that's about it sums it up. Oh, well, one thing I, I will say, and I'll end it on this. This will be my last thing. 24 is back. Oh, yeah. I was a huge 24 fan. Unfortunately, it's been four... There's the good and bad of it. Four years, it hasn't been on TV, and you're like, oh, a lot of pent up. You're like, cool, it's back, it's back. Here's the thing. I, don't, I do not remember what happened in the last episode of the this last... Happened, this one, you don't need to know what happened in the last ones. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that's what they said in the ad. Well, I don't think you do need to know, but it would certainly help to know why Jack Bauer is now considered a terrorist. Well, you could just start knowing that he is. Right, but, he, all right. So anyway, it doesn't matter. 
Megan, I'm going to go back and watch the last se- eight, season eight and just cool. see if I can remember it because I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving, to have, I'm loving to get me some Jack Bauer. Style. What does that mean? I'm loving oh, it. I'm loving it, yeah. yeah. I'm going to supersize my 24 viewing. Oh, season yeah. eight. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order a big Jack. Ugh. A big jack? Yeah, that's terrible. Get that. Get a yeah. big jack. <laughs> All right, dude. Have a have a wonderful uh, rest of the week, and uh, yeah. everyone, toodaloo. Signing <laughs> out, Fresher. Bye.